After surviving a near-fatal bovine attack, a disfigured cafeteria chef struggles to fulfill his dream of becoming Maybury's hottest bartender while also learning to cope with his lost sense of taste. Searching to regain his spice for life, as well as a flux capacitor, Wade Wilson, aka Deadpool, must battle ninjas, the Yakuza, and a pack of sexually aggressive canines as he journeys around the world to discover the importance of family, friendship, and flavour. Finding a new taste of adventure, and earning the coveted coffee mug title of World's Best Lover. No, you haven't actually clicked on to the wrong podcast episode. That was the official plot synopsis of Deadpool 2, released by 20th Century Fox. In 2009, we got an interesting take on the popular Marvel character in X-Men Origins Wolverine. In July 2014, test footage leaked of a Deadpool movie. Nobody knows how, nobody knows who, nobody knows. Nobody has ever owned up to it. Following the insanely positive response to the test footage, 20th Century Fox officially announced an R-rated Deadpool movie to be released on Valentine's Day 2016, to be directed by first-time director Tim Miller, who, before, he's headed up a video game visual effects company called Blur Studios. You might know them from games like Rocksteady's Batman, Arkham series, the Halo franchise, and Star Wars The Old Republic. But goddamn, when Deadpool came out, it did incredibly well both critically and financially. Off the back of a modest $58 million budget, the first flick made nearly $800 million worldwide, breaking many records along the way. The sequel was announced three days before the release of the first. Welcome to Midnight Double Feature, and on this special feature with my good buddy Matt, we'll be reviewing Deadpool 2, directed by John Wick and Atomic Blonde director David Leitch. Matt, how you doing, man? I am splendid. How are you today, my friend? I'm good, I'm good, man, I'm good. Thanks for joining us, man. You, my friend, uh... are most certainly welcome. Oh, thank you. There's a lot of friends going around. Yep. Oh, friend! I'm in a good mood, bro. I'm in a good mood. Uh, Deadpool 2 yeah, is yeah, a man. fun film, and I had fun watching it, or at least for about two-thirds of it. The- <laughs> I'm glad one of us agrees. <laughs> uh, Matt, you tell me. You tell me. We're going to go straight into spoilers, because it's been a while. It's been out for a while, so we're just going to... We're not going to bury the lead at all. Uh, hit me with your thoughts on Deadpool 2. Full um, spoilers. It's good. Like it's it's a it's a fun film and it does its job. Uh, it's a comedy film. I think of it more of a comedy film than a superhero film. So maybe I'm not giving it like the up to the standards that maybe I would other films. But um, its one job was to make me laugh. Did it make me laugh? The answer is yes. It did its job. If I had to go a little bit more into it, I would say I, I could compare this film very well to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two in the sense that. Technically, it's a better film. Uh, I guess it does deliver on its promise. It does everything bigger and probably arguably better. But the magic is kind of gone. Like, it's not as surprising. So it's kind of like, yeah, I know it's better, but is it better? You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Uh, are you asking me for my thoughts now? Or I what? don't know. It's definitely a good film. Mm, yeah, I'd say okay. What are your What are your overall thoughts? 
Yeah, look, I came into this pretty loaded. Um, I was really high off the first Deadpool. I love that movie, man. Seen it so many times. Um, and after hearing about this director, uh, David Leitch, who, like I said in the opening, he's directed John Wick and Atomic Blonde. So I thought it would be a lot better than what it was. So ultimately, I came off a little bit disappointed. Um, I, it was funny. It definitely did its job. Um, we, we're both pretty high off Solo, which we watched recently. Um, and Solo definitely did its job. Like, it's pretty much, yeah. like, it, it hits the spot, which Deadpool 2 does as well, but in a different way. I think where, where Solo, you come into it a little bit sort of less excited because, you know, the marketing's not that great and shit like that. Whereas Deadpool, I mean, the marketing wasn't overall amazing. Like, it wasn't as good as the marketing for the first one. Uh, but you're still excited. I think they you're went still crazy with the marketing. They, I think they definitely went big with the marketing. But again, just like the film, it's less surprising because it's not new. Um, the marketing mm. did do some cool things. Like, that random ad with David Beckham um, was pretty crazy. And they did some other cool stuff too. But again, it's not as surprising because it's not new. It's still great. It just, it doesn't have that X factor uh, pun. Yeah. Um, an intentional pun there. But yeah. Um, but hey, you just mentioned David Leach. Let's talk about him. Um, how did he do? Uh, look, he, it didn't, I think you're going to mention it too. Like, it didn't feel like it was directed by anyone, anyone in particular, especially um, someone with his skills. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, David Leitch is an amazing action director. Where this, like, the action in this to me was sort of mediocre. It wasn't as good as the first. Yeah, it was very, um, the way it was both shot, choreographed, and even directed and presented and shown to us. It's very, like, typical Hollywood. It wasn't bad. It was just standard. Generic. And when you see, and when you, when you think of David Leitch, when you look at John Wick, when you look at Atomic Blonde, those action scenes are breathtaking because his style for that is very wide shots, have the actual actors doing it in one go, pretty much. Like like the, his very yeah. big and singular takes or very, very long takes um, yeah. in super wide um, angles so you can see everything that happens. That's what makes it so impressive. That's what makes um, all those like old school... Um, martial art film so impressive because it's like a it's like a choreographed dance you can see that they're actually doing it when you have all these cuts and stuff it just becomes another action scene and so that flavor yeah. that david leach flavor is gone um which must right. which to me must be i reckon we know he came in late into production or we don't know how late maybe it wasn't that late but i imagine for the types of scenes you'd see in john wick and atomic blonde you need a whole bunch of extra time for rehearsals and pre-production and maybe they didn't have that but either well, there's way another didn't thing feel that like i want it. to bring up as well um david leach i mean keanu reeves and charlize theron did most of their own stunts in atomic blonde and john wick right i mean it's not hard to put a stuntman in deadpool's suit yeah and pretend it's ryan reynolds and they do so that I, all I the was time. Like, like that that, that exactly. music video celine dion that's not ryan reynolds doing ballet but it's still exactly. it's still deadpool though it feels like deadpool yeah, and that surprised the hell out of me. Like we got a, we didn't really get much um, physical hand-to-hand combat. Like we did, but not on the level that I was expecting. Um, 
But in particular, I wanted to talk about the prison scene because that, to me, was to me was more of a standout than the the, the car chase. I thought, um, especially when he goes hand to hand with Cable uh, in the shower, and uh. he just uses he wraps his arm around Cable and like. I like the hand-to-hand stuff. Um, I don't know. Like, the bigger isn't always better to me. Um, I used to, as a kid, think bigger was always better. I mean, I used to love Transformers when I was when I was a kid. Like, in 2007, when that first one came out, I was like, God damn, this is amazing. Everything's blowing up. But, um, yeah, man, in this case, I didn't think, I didn't think bigger was necessarily better. Um, and that's also another thing. Uh, I'm not moving on, but I also wanted to say that the budget for this is nearly two times the first one it's this is at 110 the first one's at 58 million um so i don't know i don't know well i like they brought up the budget there because tying into all this there are a lot of stuff in this film where deadpool is cgi'd where in the first one you know they would have done it practically the first one actually surprised me at the amount of practical effects or what seemed like it was done practically and that was probably done due to budget restraints but in this one there's a lot of shots where Deadpool's clearly CGI and I just couldn't help but feel in the first one they would have done this differently you know and maybe it's a director's choice maybe it's something else but who knows Mm. yeah they um there's a lot of there's there's some really good CGI in it um like look um Cable well Cable was mostly makeup but um there's some terrible CGI in there um mm, juggernaut yeah. holy fucking shit juggernaut like that, that... is fucking terribly do- his lips in particular they stand out like dog's balls man oh it's my like god a PS1 stand out scene. stand out stands out worse than henry cavill's mustache in justice league like uh or, or lack thereof <laughs> sorry that's a big claim you got there man but i'd say well, it's i, cl- I wouldn't say it's that bad but i'd say it's baby. close <laughs> Um, I've said I've I've gone to town on Justice League on this podcast already. Me and Colin are going to cover that shit one day. We're going to hate fuck it. Oh my god, <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. I would love to just hate fuck the shit out of Justice League. I'd make the it would be oh, the fuck man. this league. That's what it'd be. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, pretty much. Speaking of Juggernaut, though, I do have to say I did have a massive fanboy moment when they revealed Juggernaut, and because they got him right ish. And what I mean by that is the size of him and his, the way his body is shaped, it looks like the original Juggernaut to me from the comics. And for me, as a fucking nerd, I'm like, fuck yeah, that's my shit. Super disappointed they didn't have a <laughs> reference to, super disappointed they didn't have a reference to like, I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. Like, that would have been fucking great. Um, or some joke about X-Men Last Stand there. Like, that's a huge missed opportunity. I don't know what the writers were thinking by not mentioning that, but... um. Yeah, I did like how they connected it to um, to uh, Professor X. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. Um, I gotta say, like, all the CGI problems aside, I like the purpose he had in the film, um, which I think we may disagree on there. I'm not sure, um, but and he did look kind of crappy. At least, like, they sort of what this film does a lot is it tries to <laughs> make up for shitty writing by saying, "Oh, this is gonna suck." Like, 
if there's a shitty plot point, oh, well, that's just yeah. lazy writing. When there's going to be exactly. a, 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 a typical CGI fight scene, oh, let's get ready for a typical CGI fight scene. And it's kind of like their way of that trying to get around. It. Yeah, it doesn't it really does, excuse it. It doesn't excuse it. Yes, it's funny for a second, but you're still doing the thing that you're making fun of. So exactly. are you making fun we'll, of yourself? We'll get to the... Like, yeah. We'll we'll get to the we'll get to the plot and like the way it plays out. Let's uh let's talk about let's run through the characters firstly. Um, while we're on Juggernaut, I'll just share my thoughts on Juggernaut quickly. Um, yeah, uh, look, he was he was a nice surprise. Um, I was like, who 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 do they have in this truck? Um, I I do agree with you. I like the way they used him, like kind of like um just like a protector, um for for Russell. Um, like I, I like that. I dug that. But ultimately, man, like, he was just bland. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. He didn't really stick out. Um, to be honest, uh, for some fucking reason, I, I, I dig the the Vinnie Jones version better. <laughs> like, he was funny, at least. <laughs> well, it's because like, Vinnie Jones, I guess. Vinnie Jones is pretty yeah, likable. exactly. Um, right, exactly. But you're right. He, uh, do, he basically is just another typical CGI villain. He's, yeah. He's essentially Steppenwolf. Actually, I like him, right. I like him more than Steppenwolf. Like, it's... But still, he's yeah. No one likes Steppenwolf. He's, he's just a um, he's just a thing. He's just a plot. Fuck, device. we are destroying Justice League today. By the way, fuck it. It's a Justice League podcast now. <laughs> fuck you, Deadpool. What's up, Justice League? How's the mustache? What's up, Justice League. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Um, but no, nah, man. Yeah, look, I, I really didn't dig uh, Juggernaut too much. Um, like he was very throwaway. Um, and I think like they really hyped him up. They they spent kind of like a lot of time like hyping him up. And, like, they didn't really pay it. I guess they did pay it off, but I don't know. But it's a good point to note as well that um, Juggernaut was voiced by Ryan Reynolds, which is pretty cool. What? Are you serious? Yeah, did you, yeah, did you not know that? No, I had no idea. Uh, by the by the way, audience, this is our second time recording this as well. <laughs> it's not the first time we've had this problem. No, either. no, and I I thought I dropped that the first time I recorded it, but I guess I didn't. Uh, yeah, so, but, um, yeah, we uh, I had technical issues on my side. Um, just like our Avengers podcast, so it's our second time recording it. In in Deadpool 2's defense, the last time I recorded this, we started off a lot more positively and then landed into all <laughs> we the shit. We were like, the movie we is so funny and we're going to get into all yeah. that stuff later. But um, yeah. yeah, so we're not just hating on this film. We, we both like the film. It's just It was funny. It just, yeah. When you're, when you're talking about a film, you've got to take the good with the bad and we just yeah. decided to go with the bad first. I think if you come at this movie more as a as a comedy than an action, it works a lot better. But uh, like like I said earlier, man, I, I came at this like an action movie um, directed by an action director, master director, um, who's proved yeah. himself three times over. Now. When you hear so, someone like, you know, like that taking a summer blockbuster, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, this is gonna be dope. Yeah. And and then you get this, and it's like, oh, it was good, but. Yeah. I thought it was going to be the second coming of Jesus Christ, and instead, you know, we got this. <laughs> but let's talk about some positive. Right. What did right. you think about my boy Cable? Dude, he is the best part of this movie. Besides, besides Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, obviously. He's the second best part of this movie. Um, but yeah, man, um, you know, I love me some Josh Brolin. Brolin, Brolin brings the fucking rain. Um, this is his fucking year, man. Like he was obviously Thanos as uh, in Avengers: Infinity War. He's Cable in this. Um, he's doing the sequel to my favorite movie ever, Sicario: um, Day of the Soldado. Um, that comes out end of next month. I'm stoked for that. 
but unfortunately it's not Denis Villeneuve, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll fucking, we'll still watch it, I don't care, um, but yeah, man, he was awesome, he, he definitely, um, I like how he counterbalanced Ryan Reynolds' sort of, uh, hilarious Deadpool, like, he, um, Cable brought some weight to the show, like, do you know what I mean, like, and not, and I don't mean, like, fucking muscle-bound, because, this does not look like Josh Brolin. I've, I follow Josh Brolin on Instagram, and holy fuck, man, he worked out hard for this shit. Like, yeah, he, he typically jacked. looks a bit if, like a dad. Hey, <laughs> right, exactly. If you've seen No Country for Old Men, you know what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, but in this, man, he is huge. Like, there is a photo of him that looks exactly where he looks exactly like John Cena because <laughs> he's got that kind of head. Sh- he's got that kind of head shape. So. I don't know, man, but, like, um, yeah, man, Cable was awesome. I don't like the way they used Cable. Um, Explain. We'll get into Explain. that when we talk. I go, when we jump talk, in we'll, we'll get into that when we talk. Uh, all right, you know what? Fuck you. Because we'll, I'm probably we'll going to, like, fight you on this, so let's just get into yeah, it. Yeah, okay. I don't like the Terminator plotline. I don't like the, I don't like the uninspired, I'm coming back through time and killing the kid. <laughs> you right there? <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, like, that's the only way you can do Cable. With the source material they got. Not like, really. you got to understand, Not okay, really. Cable was created around the same time as Deathstroke, which Deadpool is a parody of. This is during the 90s or late 80s, where everything was just going, like, to the extreme, dude. So it's like, you know how like, we had that renaissance recently of, like, dark and gritty superhero films? They had that in comics, but instead of it being all dark and whatever they were like what could be super badass i know an eye patch metal arms guys smoking cigarettes with super bazooka machine guns um what coming back from time and fighting robots like this shit is a product of its time and it there's it's the only way you could do it you can do something else with time travel you don't need to do let me kill the kid who's in the future going to kill my kill my family. Okay, reason like, number two to, why you're wrong. To... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But okay, okay, you, you don't have to be wrong, but uh, what I liked about it was this was different to what they did with Deadpool 1. It wasn't just an... I know you love Ajax, and me too. Ajax is... You know, I love me some Francis, but I love the fact that the 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 villain the the plot of this wasn't just let's go kill the big strong bad guy oh and it wasn't you know typical beam of light in the sky with an army of million faces whatever guys like I liked how this was you know he comes back personal. to do, I yeah, like that it was personal they're, they're going after a certain goal and you know they he was even able to be reasoned with halfway through and I really like that aspect I do agree with you no, in I, one aspect I, re- I really dug that yeah what I do agree with you with is the time travel element. I don't mind the time Terminator shit, but I don't like the fact how at the end they didn't commit to the time travel stuff. They gave him the fucking teleporty flux capacitor, whatever bullshit. That was so, so predictable. And then they were just like, sure, you got some really good gags out of it. Like the Green Lantern gag, funny as shit. The, dead, uh, the Deadpool Brilliant. in X-Men Origins gag, probably Brilliant. the funniest scene in the movie. But then you come back, you bring Vanessa back to life, which is a whole thing we're going to get into as well. And all this other stuff. And it's kind of like, did you just undo the whole fucking movie? Did I just... It makes me feel cheapened as an audience member, the way they use time travel in the end. Because it's kind of like, you just you just took away all the stakes. You just took away... That's what I don't really like about time travel stuff. 
So I'm cool with the Terminator part, but that shit that that agitates me a little bit. I gotta say. I don't know. I'm I'm the I'm the opposite with you. I like time travel, but I don't like the Terminator stuff. Like, well, I guess we're gonna have to uh, fight uh, to the death now, aren't we? <laughs> let's, oh, let's seriously like let's <laughs> let's do a Joker and break a fucking pull pull thing into in half and fucking you know whatever finish each other off. But like, uh, yeah, uh, look, the the Terminator stuff was a bit, ugh, you know, been there, done that kind of stuff. Um, especially because you know the Terminator franchise is still strong and going, not strong but going. <laughs> well, it's, it um, wishes it was strong and go. Well, we never know with yeah, James Cameron back strong. in the scene, you know. You know, oh, it could boy. be, it could be making a comeback. Well, let's not go there. Let's I swear to there. God, if but, Dwayne um, Johnson isn't the next Terminator and he fights Schwarzenegger, <laughs> like, stop. What are you doing, Hollywood? Okay, stop. Okay. I'm getting sidetracked. <laughs> we, this is like, guys, this is like keeping a child on. So I've had a few beers like, at this you point. <laughs> you don't understand how hard this is for me, guys. Um, <laughs> I'm literally texting him right now, Matt. Stop. No, I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> But yeah, look, talk about cable. Um, also, like, how weird is it that they only made one joke about Terminator and it was incorrect? Like, <laughs> they called, like, like Deadpool. Deadpool calls him John Connor. Like, in no, in no, in no Terminator does John Connor go back through time, unless it's Terminator Genesis, which you don't want to reference. Yeah, like, honestly, I didn't pick that up until after the film, and you mentioned it to me, and. I guess it just comes down to lazy writing, which they're okay with, apparently. Um, but but to get back on track, yeah, I, don't know. I also loved um, uh, Josh Brolin. He is Cable. Um, and yeah, man, um, when we had that end credit sequence in Deadpool 1, and they're like, oh, in the next one, there's going to be Cable. Like, There's a reason why we're legit stoked. Because in the even the comics, we know this is such a great pairing of straight man and funny man. Um I don't think they can do Deadpool without Cable now because it's such a good pairing. They could, oh, but absolutely. they could, but why would you, you know? Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of them together, especially now that like whatever the next film's going to be, if it's X-Force or Deadpool 3 or whatever, they'll be already teamed up. So that would be awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, just keep on brawling, 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 brawling. Oh, sorry, boy. sorry. I, I regretted oh, doing boy. that second I did it. That Moving on, just, next character. Uh, um, what did I you am think not of editing that out? <laughs> um, next character. What did you think of? Um, hold on, hold on. Stop. We, we haven't. We still haven't. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Before we get into Fire Fist, we still haven't really talked about Deadpool. Oh shit! Deadpool's yeah. in this movie. Hey. Yeah, you just just maybe, yeah. but yeah. Tell me, tell me what you thought about Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Like it's as simple as that. We know he's we know it's the role he's been born to play. Um, he did fucking great. He is fucking amazing. Um, the only issue I would have with it is, and this is a minor gripe, and I mean a minor minor gripe. It's um, and it's sort of to do with just the way they wrote him a bit. Is um, I find Deadpool's the funniest when he's the serious character. No, sorry, he's the fourth wall breaking funny character placed in a serious world which is what made the first one so well and in this film other characters try to crack jokes too like you've got um cable making jokes about dubstep you've got that whole scene where he's like i'm an x-man trainee and like they'll just yell out making jokes about him and that stuff takes away from the deadpool character for me because if you need for him his jokes are sort of work with all the meta stuff he's got to like break that illusion of seriousness so you've got to give him some time in between those 
those jokes. And with this, with other characters making jokes, and I think the jokes are just more rapid in this one, it kind of loses the effect a little bit. But that's that's super nitpicky. Besides that, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. He's fucking great. He could. How could he, anyone have done a better job? Don't you agree? Right. No, I 100% agree. Um, at this point, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool like uh, Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. I, I feel like um, Fox owes Ryan Reynolds so much like debt over how much he's exactly. killing it right now. Well, that's true. I mean, because um, essentially Deadpool revived the X-Men franchise. Sure, it's not no, exactly right. hard. It's not exactly like hard X-Men. But, I mean, without Deadpool, you don't get Logan being what it is. It's so, um, it's ironic, I mean, but Ryan Reynolds is their new Hugh Jackman, in a way. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> for all the jokes all right. he makes at Hugh Jackman's expense, like, in Fox's eyes, like, thank God we've got a new moneymaker. How great is that little doll at the start? So great, so great. <laughs> yeah, man, but yeah, it just he he seriously he kicks it off hard, doesn't he? Fuck Wolverine, he says at the start. <laughs> like, 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 you know, and he's jealous that Wolverine gets gets to die, and I'm just like, that's that's great. It's it's a great opening for sure. Um, it, it certainly but, does get yeah. you thinking, like, where the fuck are they going with this? Um, yeah, and it, it pays off. It does pay off. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. Look. Ryan Reynolds was awesome. Um, he's hilarious. He nails the part. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I can speak physically about Ryan Reynolds because I don't fully know if it's him under the suit when they do the the, the fight scenes and shit. It doesn't even but matter because like, he's doing the voiceover no. jokes, and that's all I need, honestly. No, it doesn't matter. But uh, look, let me talk about Deadpool as a character for a second as well in this because, like, like you said, man, um, he he just brings like he's just such a force of nature to watch. Like um, when when he's with Cable, um, there's such a great pairing because Cable gets to balance him out. Um, by the way, I've uh, I've I've been on I've gone on record and said that I don't really read Marvel comics, but I do have one Marvel comic, and it's um, a collection of Deadpool and Cable comics. Um, it's pretty fucking awesome, man. Like it's like a like the art is badass. Let me just credit credit the writers um it's written by fabian nicienza and illustrated by patrick zercher mark brooks shane law and chris stevens it's fucking badass man i i actually i haven't finished it but i'm, I'm definitely reading it like it's fucking sick um that's also another thing as well i wanted to credit rob liefeld for creating deadpool um it's funny because like when deadpool's in the bar um he calls one of the patrons liefeld which is cool um <coughs> yeah but yeah man look Deadpool, Deadpool works. Deadpool works as a character. Um, I did think that we got too much Deadpool in this movie. Hmm. I know, I know, like, that's a, that's, you're going to be like, what? How do you get too much Deadpool in a Deadpool movie? But, like, the first one was 90 minutes, which is, which is pitch perfect. It's, the duration for that is amazing. I wish more movies were this length these days. Back in the day, every film was that length. Well, dude, you know me, man. I like long movies. I like getting some bang for my buck like you like i could dark knight rises fucking amazing it's nearly three hour movie yeah but it's not good because it's long it's good because it's good you know exactly i think some films mostly especially a lot of the work by someone like Zack snyder thinks oh the longer the film the more people will like it and um no man cut out all the fat just give me the good shit if you got so much good shit it makes three hours amazing but if you mm. don't, if you've got a lot of fat in there, it's like, why am I watching this? 
Right, exactly. Editing. This this Look movie, it up. This movie's this movie's um a hundred and hundred and twenty minutes, two hours, which I think is too much. Um, the way they like like um, I did want to leave this towards the end, but you know what? I'll I'll mention it now. Um, they they throw way too much at you, way too quickly, and by the end of it, you're exhausted. Well, I was exhausted when Deadpool's dying at the end, like five times. I was like, are we still here? Are we still doing this? Like. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I didn't feel that way. I admit there were some gags and some jokes that did drag on a bit long. Like, I found that scene funny, the dying scene, but I get if someone else didn't find it funny. Because admittedly, they're jokes that have been done before. If someone didn't find it funny, they're going to have a very long five minutes because that's a scene that yeah. drags. And there are like jokes like well, the dubstep joke, which is a reoccurring gag. It's like... Yeah, I heard that yeah. joke 10 years ago. And it's like, is dubstep even pop? Like, when he's like, is dubstep a thing in the future? It's like, is dubstep even a thing now? Like, It's not a thing now. Like, not even like, Skrillex, I mean, Skrillex is doing like the typical shit. Skrillex is still big. And, and he does like, still he's still part of that genre. But he's but, EDM. You like, like, dub, like right. a typical dubstep sound. Heck, when they play that Skrillex track, Bangarang, that's not even a good example. That's so old. That's, yeah, and it's not even a good example of what a dubstep song is. You know? Yeah, it's so fucking old. I was like, holy shit, man. That's such a throwback. It feels like, like it's a lazy joke that was thrown in. Um, like right. anyone could have written that joke, honestly. Um, right. Um, but, but... But I, was, I, I did like, I did like our Cable's, Cable's um, thing, dubsteps for pussies. Like, I, that's fucking but, awesome. But see, man. that's a problem for me too, because Cable shouldn't be making the jokes. It should only be that's Deadpool... Right, yeah. For, for me, that's what makes Deadpool works. Like, yeah, it's a cool one-liner and people are going to quote that line forever. I've heard people quote that line since the film. But for me, that stuff takes away what makes Deadpool special as a character for me. And I know Ryan Reynolds knows this because I've seen him talk about interviews after the first one. Um, like, he, I, there's an interview where he was talking about how um, he felt that a lot of the people in the production didn't get what it was so he sat in on every process and he even said in um he goes uh i sat down in the studio when they were doing the the scoring of the film because they would like try and put like comedic music in he goes no it's got to be serious for deadpool to work and then when you start throwing in dubstep as a joke and as background music as non-diegetic music and stuff it's kind of like are you going back on what you had as a philosophy that made your film work in the first place it's super nitpicky and you shouldn't be super nitpicky for a film this silly but fuck it it's a podcast and we're gonna talk some shit about movies so <laughs> that's what we're doing um i, I also think i should say you mentioned about how it's getting kind of long i don't i don't think we had we maybe we did get a bit too much deadpool but it's for different reasons like the supporting cast i want to get into the supporting cast in this film it kind of surprised me because they kind of sidelined almost every character from the supporting cast introduced in the first film um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, which was surprising to introduce so many new characters, a lot of which die off. Um, yeah, I agree. Which was an interesting choice. I did like some of them, though. Like, um, I did like, you know, again, Peter, P- uh, Peter was cool. Um, <laughs> I thought it was, I was so surprised how Negasonic Teenage Warhead had so little to do because it seemed like she became a fan favorite after the first one. Mm. Um, I did like what they do with the Colossus at the end, how he started fighting dirty, like he learned something from Deadpool. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, I did like, yeah, look, um, Colossus actually has kind of like a mini arc throughout his two movies. Which is nice. Like his, 
Yeah, it is nice. Um, he's like trying to be a, a goody two shoes, and then you know by the end of this, like he gets <laughs> Deadpool gets him to say fuck. So well, yeah, um, like they learn from each other. Deadpool sort of comes a little bit of a better person, and Colossus comes a little bit of a right. shittier person, which is which is really great. exactly. Um, which is how it should. Which is how it should, like character arcs should be. And that's right? what they, life they is. Be learning from one another. No yeah. one should be a, a perfect anything. Um, yeah. But speaking exactly. of supporting cast, what are your thoughts on Fire Fist? Fire fust. Fire fust. Fire fust. Fire fust. Love that little dude, um, bro. Yeah, to to you to you American listeners, um that is there is a difference between our accents. That's uh New Zealand or Kiwi. Um yeah, they say fush and chops, which we say fish and chips. And you guys uh, say fish and fries, which is not a fucking thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, let's go to the carryout downtown. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah roasting all you Americans. Shots fired. What? Actually, please, <laughs> please, uh, please stay subscribed no, to the podcast. No, no, we, no. we love you so much. Please yeah, don't go. Yeah, yeah. Please, yeah, and you know what? Please don't fire any shots our way because <laughs> yeah, we know yeah, you will. We don't have guns over here. We're very scared of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so, um, fire fist. Fire fist. I dug him. I, I dug him. I, like, uh... I, I really like um the, the young actor whose name is <coughs> Julian Dennison. Yes. Um he was in Taika Waititi's movie. Yeah. Wilder people. Wind- wilder people. Wilder people. Hunt for the wilder yeah. people. It's a good movie, man. It's uh got Sam Neill as well. It's a small, you know, New Zealand movie, but it's uh directed by Taika Waititi who directed Thor Ragnarok. Um and he just kinda shot to fame. But yeah, he's he's cool. Julian Dennison's cool. You know, um, he holds his own. Like it's uh, it's tough sharing screen time with Ryan Reynolds, who's playing probably the best character he's ever played in his career. And like, and this kid has given so much screen time, and they make a really good pairing. They've got great chemistry. That they, they do, they do. And like you kind of feel for him a little bit too. Like uh, when he's in prison, man, and he's talking about his his problems and shit. Um, I, I didn't like like the end got me like, annoyed a little bit like when he's like say it say it I'm like oh fuck it I don't care kid. <laughs> well like, you know he's a kid and I, I think it's a believable arc actually something um I thought was fucking great as Deadpool um you know the way they set him up how he wants a family he wants a kid which may or may not be hinting at the Deadpool family from the comics which would be so weird but cool to see on screen um I actually loved, there was like a small scene where it was like, what was it? I'm trying to, it's been over a week since I last saw it, but it was something like, um, he realizes he was abused or something. And then that, yeah, yeah. And with the, with the X-Men training scene. And then like, he just switches his tone. And then all of a sudden Deadpool's yeah. like, he's got to care for the kid, but he has to pretend he doesn't care about him at the same time. Like that was such a cool dynamic. And I really liked how they humanized Deadpool in that way through this, through Fire Fist, which is such a, such a cool way of like, treating the character yeah no for sure um i thought he was going to be pyro yeah that's that's pretty understandable i think a lot of people did because no one really knows or cares about who fire fist is in the comics and pyro <laughs> is a well-known x-men villain um who's been established before yeah. right he was an x-men too pyro was in one of the first ever comics i ever bought i remember as a very as a kid in like the mid 90s I remember I got from the news oh, agent. Man. Are you getting nostalgic? I'm getting nostalgic, man. I like Pyro, you know? But, um, you know, I guess <laughs> I, I'm happy to settle for Fire Fist because um, it lets me do that accent, which is also very fun. Fire, fire Fist. Um, speaking uh, of yeah. other... Oh, sorry, sorry. You got something else? 
Oh no, yeah, I was I was gonna move on. Yeah. Um to Let's talk um, about Vanessa. Yeah, I was, that literally, ties, I was literally well, it gonna, ties in yeah. very well with um him. Like they sort of both serve a, a purpose. I was very surprised and a little bit like hurts when she was killed off. Um It was really impactful. There's a lot of slow mo in this movie, by the way, guys. Which I'm um, so down for. I love me some slow mo. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um but um well, what I gotta say though is okay. Two negatives about killing. Uh, three negatives about killing off. First of all, um, what's the actress's name? Uh, Melissa. Is it for- Mar- Marina, Marina? Marina Baccarin. Marina, okay, for- I can never pronounce her name, but I love her. To Leave death. it to me. Leave it to me. Everything she's in, I've seen her in. I've loved her. So I'm always sad if she gets. She was awesome time. in Homeland. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, she was also great in. I was about to v. Say- That's what I'm thinking of. V. Um. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Um, so, so that was like, oh, okay. And I was very surprised, but I could see what they were doing. They were setting up the, the child arc to set up Fire Fist. And I was like, that's pretty cool. But then, well, first of all, it's like, wow, you took the first act of this film. And this is what I was hinting at before when I said two, three, the two thirds of the film was fun. It was really heavy, really early in the film. And I, I, I remember just being in the cinema and people were like, when are we allowed to laugh? Because yeah. it was so heavy. And then even when they went into that James Bond, um, Skyfall sort of sequence, I was still like dealing with the fact that she just died. And that was like, it took, a, I think it kind of took the film a little bit off the rails. Because we were like, oh shit, they're actually trying to have character development and a character arc and emotional stakes and humanizing the character. Like, you go on a Deadpool movie, you forget those things exist. Cause you think it's just going to be a whole bunch of silly superhero jokes. So that's both a pro and a con. Um, but the biggest problem for me was then at the end when they just sort of take that all back by going back in time and saving her in a quick scene. Um, that's disappointing to me because now it's like, oh, so the stakes are kind of just... Yeah, it's like, what's the point of the movie? Yeah, and I get it. It's like for a gag, but is one small gag that gets a... <laughs> laugh is that worth mm. undermining the entire freaking philosophy well, of your Rhett race Rhett race one of the writers said that it's canon like the whole end credit scene is canon so yeah that's uh that's a thing yeah like, uh i don't know man yeah i completely agree with you like it's uh it's funny for a moment but then you're 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 kind of like pulling the rug out from under yourself like you know what i mean Um, and this film is not scared to do that in fact i think they really went for i don't want to say quantity over quality but there are a lot of jokes that are like in this film and it's because they're trying to like fill in the gaps between the real big laughs which i guess all comedy films do that but a lot of those little jokes are like inside jokes which people like me love them because they're all like about marvel and superhero films but i worry about the average audience viewer who aren't going to get all that they don't know ryan reynolds is in a shitty green lantern film dude dude there was a really early one that i fucking bawled my like i i laughed i lost my shit um it's the one where he's like i'm being i'm being spoken about in the same sentence as jesus and he (laughs) he talks about he talks about how the first movie um beat last temptation of christ which was the highest grossing r-rated film of all time and before (laughs) deadpool the first one came out that's what it was but when deadpool came out um, that beat it 
So only we would know that. Yeah, well, like there's, there's, you, you probably didn't. It, like you know, yeah, what I, mean? like, I, I didn't to be honest, until I yeah. looked it up. I got that film. straight away. But there's, yeah. this film has a lot of those jokes where it's like, and this is both a pro and a con. So like for the nerds and like the real hardcore fans and people who just live on the internet who love doing the extra deep dive research and stuff, they're gonna love a lot of this stuff because it's like stuff tailored for them. But again, it's surprising how this film connects with general audiences when there's so many jokes that they will never get. For example, I had the wackiest joke explained, inside joke explained to me about a week after the film, which I didn't even know it was a joke in the film. Um, there's a scene where Ryan Reynolds, um, in like his burnt face, uh, wakes up in a in a pink shirt with like two, uh, is it cats? Or they're dogs, whatever. They're pets on it. Um, and they're like, oh, blah, blah, forever, forever. And turns out, those dogs were owned by Taylor Swift. So it was an inside joke because Ryan Reynolds' wife is BFFs or something with Taylor Swift. And so Taylor Swift's cats have a cameo in the film. So Taylor Swift's all about on her Instagram. thing it's hilarious. And all her hardcore fans are going crazy. But meanwhile, me, like, I didn't even know that was a joke. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Until I got explained. Yeah, explained I, would never have, I would never have got that in a million years, my friend. Yeah, and it's it's a good and a bad thing. Like, there's nice fan yeah. service out there for some people. But, like, and especially when it's in the background like that. Like, that's totally fine. But when you base a whole scene around a joke like that, it's going to be hit and miss with some people. And I'm not complaining over that because this shit is tailored for me. But I'm mm. also aware enough to think, oh, some people are just going to smile because they know they're supposed to laugh, but they won't know why. Yeah, uh, let's move on from Firefest. Let's talk about this. Might be Fire a little bust. controversial. Firefest. Oh, we're gonna get a little controversial. What about, what about oh. the most epic role of the film, Brad Pitt? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I loved all three seconds of the film he was in. Dude, dude, <laughs> he was riveting. He was Oscar worthy. I know, right? I think he has. A, you think he's gonna get the Oscar for it this year? Yeah, I uh, I actually did read that. Um, he agreed to do it only if he if Ryan Reynolds delivered a cup of coffee to him on set or some shit like that. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah. So, who are you going to mention? Who's the controversial one? Oh, who do you think? Uh, Domino. No, uh, we'll get to the, we'll get to Domino and we'll cover the X Files soon. But I was going to talk about TJ Miller. Oh um, right, yes, TJ yeah. Miller, old mate. Yeah, TJ. well. This is uh, this is following old uh, Harvey Weinstein being arrested the other day officially, um, but yeah, T.J. Miller's a bit of a, a funny one um, because not not funny, but you know he's been accused of some sexual misconduct. Um, like the operative word here is accused. Um, I don't know about allegedly. you, Matt. Allegedly, yeah. Look, I, I don't know about you, Matt, but like I don't really want to sort of label him as anything unless he's actually convicted. Um, like, that's for me. Like, I'm a, I'm, I'm someone studying law. Like, I can't afford to look at someone before anything's happened. I can't, I can't afford to look at, you know, online articles and then judge someone for that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, like, um, you know, if he's proven to be a scumbag, he's a scumbag, fuck him. But same yeah. time, I am... I've always been a big fan of his work. I love, I love Silicon Valley. He's funny as shit. Which yeah. shout outs to the writers for the last season of Silicon Valley for managed to probably their best season yet and did it without one of their main like draws of a character in. So good for them. And yeah, he did the Emoji movie, which 
whatever, or Ready Player One, but he's on a roll right now, or he was until all this stuff happened. And I was so surprised with how little of a role he played in this film. He seemed to, he was such a big part of the first one. He was in all the marketing and they cut the shit out of it. And I wonder, was it written this way intentionally the whole time? Or did they go back and take out as much of him I'd as say, they could? Yeah, I'd say they took a, a bit away from him because not long before this movie came out, um, I believe, yeah, I'm looking at it here, April 9th, 2018. So it's still kind of, you're still in the editing process there a little bit, like it's kind of close, but um, he essentially called in a fake bomb threat um, while aboard an Amtrak train. Um you know he he's Come still on, facing bro, be charges. Smart. Have better decisions. It's fucking ridiculous. He, it's it's fucking ridiculous. He's um he was released on a hundred thousand dollar bond. Um, but yeah, that's still that's still ongoing. If convicted, he could face up to five years in prison, which is crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, like if he's being an idiot, then like I don't know what the fuck. Like I, I, I don't know. But look, we can only talk about him in this movie, man. He was great. He was funny. He was funny as shit. <laughs> he, he, like, he was I, in it for like ten minutes, but it was a good I ten know. minutes. Yeah, I liked um, like his delivery. Sometimes is fucking hilarious, man. I love what, <laughs> when Cable is reaching for his bag and he's like, "It's a, it's a fanny pack, you sick son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like his delivery is great. And again, his delivery is fucking excellent. But he does fall into the same category as Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Blind Al. Um, who I think Blindell was only in one scene in this film, actually. Um, and two. two. Okay, two. Um, yeah, again, like a lot of the main supporting cast from the first film, even Colossus uh, probably had the most attention, but like, and Vanessa, but very minimize it down. I guess it's mostly to focus on setting up the X Force because they want another franchise, I guess. Right, exactly. And like, um, well, we can move on from TJ Miller and talk about the X-Force now. Um, I was so stoked about- for Terry Crews and they well, killed well, him hold on, stop, five stop, stop, stop. We're not, we're not going to talk about the real X-Force, which is Deadpool, Colossus, uh, you know, the, the, the squad that end up walking away at the end. We're going to talk about the fake, the fake X-Force that was set up during the marketing, which is really clever, by the way. Yeah. I really like the way they Again, did that. Again, Terry Crews, I thought he was going to play yeah. a big part of this film. I know. I was I, I wrong. Was, I was very yeah, I, wrong. I was going in, and I was like, oh, they're going to do a team-up. Yay, I guess, fine. Um, but I love the way it panned out. It was really unsur- it was like really surprising, really unpredictable. Um, that was probably the best thing about the film, the fact that it wasn't a team-up film. Like, it kind of was, but it wasn't really. Yeah. It wasn't the Avengers. It, was- it wasn't X-Men. Exactly. Um, and the sequence has the best use of Thunderstruck by ACDC ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at us Australians sucking our own dicks. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's us. Um, Peter was funny. Cliff, fan favorite. Um, Shatter, was it Shatterstar, the other one? Don't yeah. don't give a fuck, really. Um, and yeah, Vanisher, Brad Pitt, which was dope. And then the other person who came in through that sequence was Domino, um, who I thought was pretty cool. Um, I really thought in the ads they were hyping her up to be like this amazing character who should play a huge part in the film. She was in it for like a bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, she was pretty cool. Um, I did think it was interesting the way... Um, so as as I'm sure a lot of people have heard, um, there was a stunt double that um, for, for, for one of her scenes on a motorbike that sadly passed away due to a... Uh, incident or an accident on set 
Um, do you have a name yeah. on you by any chance, Zohab? Um, keep talking, Matt. Yeah. And I'll have it for you. Well, I'll yeah, I, you. I believe they must have somehow rewritten the scene or cut it out because I don't recall seeing Domino on a motorcycle. She was in the truck scene. I guess they might have been connected somehow. Um, yeah, but the story is, um, from my understanding, allegedly. Well, I've got the, I've got it. If you want me, yeah, to yeah, yeah. So the name of the person was Joy Harris, um, nickname SJ. Um, she obviously died, as Matt said during this movie, is really, really tragic. She wasn't a professional stunt woman or anything like that. Um, Harris was on her first shoot as a stunt woman for Deadpool two in 2017. On August 2017, during filming, Harris was riding without a helmet in downtown Vancouver when she lost control of her bike, hit a curb, and was catapulted into the Shaw Tower. She had been doubling for actress Zazie Beetz, playing Domino in Deadpool 2, and died on the scene. This marked the second death of a stunt performer in North America in 2017. Deadpool 2 was dedicated to Harris, which is really, it's really sad, man. Yeah, um, from my understanding, um, the reason they went with, um, went with her is they had trouble finding a stunt performer that had a similar look to, to Zazie Beetz, and, um, uh, yeah, like there was a bit of controversy. People were saying that, um, it was actually a pretty simple stunt and an experienced stunt person could have avoided this situation and, you know, who's to say like, um, but there was a bit of uproar in the, um, in the stunt world. And, um, it's, it's, I think from my understanding, it's, 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 it's created a bit of a dialogue in that community about safety regulations and, and, and things like that. So um, yeah, it, it is very sad. Um, but overall, um, character Domino was pretty cool. She had good chemistry with Deadpool. She was cool, man. I like that she was lucky. And yeah, the the luck powers used at pretty cool effect. Yeah. But again, I wasn't. Oh, I did enjoy. Her. I wasn't blown away like the way they were hyping her up to be. Like, like in, she was like had so yeah, much screen everyone, time in the trailers and the posters. So much, they made yeah. it like they made it they made a big like i feel like sometimes she seemed to get more attention than cable in the marketing and at the end of the day i feel like she was in it for like 20 minutes mm. yeah no i agree i think they cut a lot of stuff actually because um david leach said that the, there's an extended edition that's going to come out on blu-ray dvd whatever the fuck um and apparently it focuses more on domino so i think they did cut a lot yeah they cut a lot out um let's uh just quickly as well, during that X-Force scene, the guy that spits fire is um, the guy that plays uh, It, uh, Pennywise oh, right. in It. Oh, yeah, that's the uh, one of, guy, yeah. Yeah, one of the Skarsgård kids. Um, but, yeah, man, um, what other characters were there that um, we missed? Not a lot, honestly. Like, yeah, Terry Crews was in it for, like, ten minutes. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of moving parts in this, but... There's I, I, so many more moving it. parts in the first one. And, um, yeah. uh Funnily enough, it does seem to work because it kind of feels like a bunch of sketch comedy scenes linked together through a a minor story, but it works. Mm. Um, they did have a lot of callbacks and redoing of the old jokes in new ways. For example, we have uh, to talk I, I about the baby leg scene, um, with, oh, complete oh with a CGI baby cock, which was... Oh my God. Yeah, doing the whole basic, basic instinct. instinct. Yeah. Oh my God. That was... Wow. That scene was so fucking good um, <laughs> because it was so great seeing Cable's reaction as well. Yeah. <laughs> and he knew something was coming because 
off. Oh, We're yeah. We're going to talk about the shot leading up to it where Juggernaut just casually, yeah. like no big deal, picks up Deadpool, rips him in fucking half, and then just walks away like it's no big deal. That is possibly one of my favorite shots. Probably my favorite shot of the film. Um, that was fucking crazy. And then, yeah, in the next scene, they're just shooting him from waist up, and you know something's going on. And that reveal is just insane. Yeah, no, it's it's so like... Well, I knew something was going down because it was like a, a close-up on them too. Yeah. And I was like... I literally turned to a friend and I was like, oh my God, imagine if they do um, the, the, the KFC Spork scene in the first one where he's like... <laughs> How big is your arm? How big is your arm? He's like about the size of a KFC sport. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and oh, I was, just, and then like they pan, they panned out, um, and then I was just like, "This is amazing." Mm. Um, one thing we should quickly touch on is one of the. We've, there's been a lot of amazing cameos in this film, you know, Hugh Jackman in his like earlier years, um, the old Deadpool. Uh, Ryan Reynolds reading Green Lantern script, all great, all great cameos. Brad Pitt, another amazing cameo. Dude, but my X-Men. favorite, the motherfucking X Men. Oh my god! I loved how they were brought up. Like the oh, there's it's like the studio can't afford anyone, and they're just there and they close the door. On him. <laughs> it's what so crazy, dude! It's so like it. It literally was oh, like okay. At first, I only caught Evan Peters, um, but like they're when you there. look at it late. Yeah, they're all there. They're literally like all there, man. I fucking like, love the idea of uh, I forget the actor's name. He plays Beast, and he's just like, um, oh yeah. So um, we're gonna get you for a scene for Deadpool too. Oh great, yes. This is just my career <laughs> needs. It's gonna be a sequel, of one of the biggest films from the other year. Yes. What am I do? So we're gonna put you in makeup for eight hours straight, <laughs> and after this eight hour process of putting makeup on you, Nicholas you're gonna stand. That's the boy. That's the man. Mm. He's and so what you're gonna do is you're gonna stand by this door, and you're gonna close it. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So what's after that? What's my character arc? Oh no, that's it. You're here for half a day and get to go home. Yeah. And I just love the idea of like I was in makeup for this. Like, but that's dude, hilarious. There was a there was a lot of there was a lot of people there, man. Like there was it was seriously like it was okay. I'll read it off now because I've got it here. James McAvoy as Professor X, Nicholas Holt as Beast, Evan chair. Peters as. Yeah, yeah, as Quicksilver, bald as well. Yeah. Um, he was bald. Um, Ty Sheridan, Cyclops, Alexandra Ship, Storm, and Cody Smith, McPhee's Nightcrawler. Like, holy fucking it's shit! It's basically the lineup for the next X Men film. Yeah, which I believe it pushed back. It's not coming out this year now, is it? Yeah, it's yeah. a 2019. Um, it's uh apparently it's going to be titled Dark Phoenix. <sighs> Um, no, there are X-Men, so many pre- other storylines yeah. they can do than rehashing that one, but okay. that's not that's for let's another not, podcast. Let's not get into it. It's for another podcast, I'll yell at that film another day. Um, um, but yeah, there's um, like I'm I'm sure they left out Jennifer Lawrence because they really couldn't afford her. Oh, also, <laughs> oh man, I've I've had enough of Jennifer Lawrence in my X Men films, man. She's yeah, I don't know. she can tell she doesn't enjoy doing them, and Mystique is just being really forced into these storylines. She's not even an X-Men. She's hot. Even with her blue thing going on? No, I mean, like, not the blue. I mean, like, come on, Jennifer Lawrence is hot. Yeah, but Um, I'm not watching the X-Men so I could jerk off in the theater, you know? 
Oh, well, I don't know about you. That but... makes that makes one of <laughs> that us. Makes one of us. Um, but yeah, uh, there's another cameo that I really want to talk about, man. Matt Damon and Alan Tudyk are in this movie. Oh shit, I forgot <laughs> about that, dude. Seriously, like uh, the scene where Cable um comes back through time and he steals those two Hicks car. <laughs> the guy on the left is Matt Damon, and the guy on the right is Alan Tudyk, who is in. He's he's awesome, man. Matt Damon's really um, digging his cameos lately. Hey. Yeah, man, he was in uh, he was in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, like how crazy is he, that? He, man? he sort of realized if he pops up, he can make like a few thousand bucks for showing up for an hour or two. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how they like. I don't know how they afforded him. Like, goddamn. Um, you know what? When yeah, you, when man. a movie gets as much buzz as Deadpool one did, everybody mm. and their mama and their dog wants to be a part of it. Mm. For sure. Yeah. Like, did you um? Yeah, even just putting Hugh Jackman in through stock footage at the end. You know, that's a big deal. Mm, yeah, I know, for sure. Did you catch the Stan Lee cameo? Um, I did not, but I've had it explained to me, and when I go see it for the second time, I will definitely yeah. look out for it. Yeah, just, uh, well, I mean, you know where it is, right? Like, it's not a spoiler if I tell you. Uh, yeah, it's 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 like, he's, it's, he's not even in it. He's, like, painted on a wall or something. Yeah. Yeah, so um, there's a there's a yeah he's he's kind of like a mural like there's like a big image of him on a mural on a wall. Um, as soon as the 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 big truck chase is gonna start, um, it kind of reminded me of the famous um paintings uh on on the the hotel on um, fuck I want to remember the name of the street. It's the same street as the Staples Center in L.A. Uh, shit, it's like really famous. But anyway, look, well, fuck it, fuck it. I'll remember yeah. it later. <laughs> Um, was there anything else you want to talk about? Because I think we've kind of covered everything. Yeah, right? I, I did read the other day. Um, so we all know that like they were pretty. One of the big questions they get interviews were like, "Were there any jokes you cut?" And they've all, and like Ryan Reynolds said, there was like a Marvel joke that they cut, and in hindsight, he's glad they did. But I just read the, I just read the other day there was a post credit scene that was cut where Deadpool goes back in time to kill baby Hitler or something to that effect. Um, oh, I saw that. I'm not sure if they shot it, if they just wrote it. Um, oh, and um, one thing that was pitched during the writers' seg- um, section of the, of, of the of production, which um, would have been fucking amazing, it would have been the best cameo of all time. Apparently, they they thought about getting Chris Evans to reprise his role as Johnny Storm um, from the Fantastic Four um, during the the um, audition scene for superheroes, and they were going to reject him because you know, like Green Lantern was you know the bad superhero film for. Um, Ryan Reynolds. Some might argue Johnny Storm was that for Chris Evans, which personally to me, I don't think the Fantastic Four movies are as bad as most people make them out to be. But that would have been amazing fan service uh, to see Chris I Evans. Agree to disagree. Out. Well, come on, it's not as bad as Fan Four Stick. We can all agree on that, right? Mm, yeah, I agree <laughs> with you. I don't know how they managed to fuck that up. Just, but yeah. Oh man, I could talk about um, that film forever. But yeah, look, well, um, there, there's some rumblings of a Deadpool three. Um, I, I, I heard that it was gonna go straight to X Force. Um, by the way, X Force is in development. It's being directed by Drew Goddard, who directed um Cabin in the Woods, and who created the first season of Daredevil on Netflix, which is pretty exciting. Down, down, down. Yeah, man. Um, so May 2018, Reynolds stated that a third Deadpool film may not be given the franchise's shift of focus to X-Force. What the fuck does that mean? Um, oh, so it would mean it would focus more on Deadpool rather than X-Force. Like this film oh, okay. Was like, this film was essentially yeah. a backdoor pilot for X-Force. So we all yeah. got familiar with the characters, so when they go off by themselves, yada, yada, yada. 
Um, yeah. Which Rhett Race, sense. Rhett Race and Phil Wernick, uh, who are the writers, said that um, they felt that the third film would be absolutely happening. Um, and David <laughs> Leach said, "I would be grateful to work on something starring Re- uh, Reynolds." Deadpool again. It just depends on time and place. So we'll see what happens. But David Leach has a lot on his um on his plate. Um, have you seen what this guy's tap for next? Um, I believe so. But lay it on me, regardless. Uh, <laughs> number one, uh, the Fast and Furious spinoff Hobbs and Shaw with Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Jason Statham. I did not know that, and I am so yeah. amazingly yeah. pumped. So I'm already stoked for that film. Which, by the way, I want to say it on record here, just so it's out there. The greatest idea for a film ever. Just add this one actor to a Fast and the Furious film. Jason Momoa. Drops the mic. Come on. Yeah. Another tank dude yeah, right. who's all broy. Like He would be such a perfect fit yeah. for that franchise. Well, yeah. well Jason Momoa's Aquaman, who was all broy, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but um, who, who <laughs> el- what else has he got in the works? Um, is he, he's working um, on John Wick 3, I believe. Oh, no, that that hasn't... No, I think that's just Chad, Chad Stahelski, who's oh. the other guy that directed... Yeah, because he directed John Wick... 2. No. no. Yeah, he directed John Wick By 2, himself, so he's been yeah. on all three. Uh, but yeah... Um, Sorry, David Leach has the division in in line, which is a not, big comic book. Sorry, game not game spinoff. Really interested. I'll watch it because he's in it, but I do not give a shit about. I think Dude, it sounds like a. It's bat- starring Jake. It's starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Jessica Chastain. I'm down for that. Yeah, two. but like, like, how's that game gonna be a movie? You know. I don't know. And hey, know. hey, we'll, Ubisoft we'll clearly want to make their games into movies. And you know what? After seeing that masterpiece, Assassin's Creed, I am Ooh. all for it. Please note that was That's sarcasm. That's thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, old mate's going to be busy for a while. He's going to be busy for a while, man. But look, um, I'm happy to wrap it up, man. Let's uh, give it our final thoughts, you know? Like, let's, you know what? Let's fuck it. Let's give it a score. Um, I'd say it might be about a... Seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah, you're a bit more optimistic maybe, than maybe I am. Maybe seven, um, seven, seven and a half. I was, I was 6.5, six, about a six when I came out the first time. I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's all right. Um, but I did watch it after an 18-hour day the first time. Um, but yeah, after watching it again, I'd definitely give it a seven, man. It was fun. Um, a lot of the jokes do run a bit long. The movie itself runs a bit long. The action's unremarkable, but it is hilarious. Um I don't think I'd watch it again for a very long time, which is funny of me to say, because Deadpool 1, I watched like four times in the cinemas. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Look, um, I, I think at the end of the day, like, it's a film, it meets its brief, it does what it was meant to do, but like, what made the first one, again, like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, it was just such a breath of fresh air at the time. And when you get the exact same thing, just with a bigger budget, it's not a breath of fresh air anymore. So you still like it, but you're not like, oh my God, this is a revolution. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, like, I knew I knew it wouldn't be as fresh. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Also, the I, whole, uh, the fact that setting up a whole other film, in a way, I think it might bite Man around two. the... Yeah, Iron Man 2, a little bit of Age of Ultron vibes, where it's just, it just bites the at the feet a little bit of it, you know? Hmm. It's not a it's not a, it's not a game breaker. It's not a deal breaker, but it you do feel it. Yeah. All right. Well, no worries, man. Well, uh, look, that about wraps it up. Matt, tell us where the good people can find you. Man, you guys can find me at at Vellamat on Instagram or Twitter. 
Um, hit me up about movies. I love just, just talking shit, man, especially if it's a superhero film. So feel free to DM me with your thoughts on a film and I'll fight you on it if we have to. Uh, maybe not fight you, but yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not kidding. He literally throws down. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. I'll talk shit about Star Wars and, you know, you got to get what's coming. You know what I'm saying? Nah, nah, nah. Anyways, um, where can we find Midnight Double Feature? Man, you can find Midnight Double Feature on Instagram. Uh, it's at Midnight Double Feature, all one word. You can find us on Facebook, Midnight Double Feature. Um, we also have a fuck around page where we just fuck around and like post shit. Um, that's called The After Party. Um, that's where all the magic happens. Um, but uh, yeah, man. You can also um, email us. It's uh, MidnightDoubleFeature at gmail.com. Um, you know, Colin and I are always happy to respond to shit and like, you know, if, even if you want to request a movie for us to do, definitely go ahead and do that, man. We're, 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 we'd always love to hear like a recommendation. Um, and we like seeing new shit. Like, you know, um, Colin and I have been trying to get this movie, The Void going. Um, Colin loves it. I dug it. <laughs> to uh kind of to kind of uh spoil you for the next episode um here's another quick thing that i just wanted to quickly put out there before we wrap up um there's just going to be some slight delays with our episodes the reason why this episode is me and matt and not colin um because usually we try and alternate our little midweek episodes um is because colin has had some technical issues um so i've just sort of decided to fill in here and there um i've got some exams and shit coming up so uh my schedule is going to be a bit wonky but um our next feature presentation is going to be the void we should have that out soon um and but yeah i'm technically not a part of this podcast i just happen to be here almost every week now so yeah pretty I, much well I, who knows you know who knows what that means but um yeah that's a thing well yeah well matt, <laughs> i'm feeling matt, in where matt, i can you know exactly um like I said, my availability is going to be a bit shitty over the next couple of weeks. But, hey, you listeners might be lucky and you might get a Matt and Colin episode. Who fucking knows? If you're very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, man, remember, guys, to rate and review us on uh, iTunes. That would help really, really greatly. Um, but other than that, guys, we'll uh, see you next time. Thanks for listening. 